0: we settle into a retreat we use a form it's pretty much a constant feature of the well, everybody's life really routines, systems days, hours these conventions carved out of just mutable process but obviously in monastic life those forms are quite Clearly um, established, you know, chanting, sitting, quiet, meal, chores, you know, set pieces, uh, and of course that can be boring or restricting if you if you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. It's not really. <laughs> you know, what's in the form, so much as the fact of having bookmarks or reference points you settle into sometimes they're not fantastically wonderful, they're just okay the idea is they're okay they're not cruel, they're not wonderful, they're just okay markers, like like the numbers on a clock in that sense and the steadying effect of that because the point of doing it is to get that sense of just normalize ok, that's where we are that's where I am now, this time in this particular structure for now and let's we'll see see normalize doesn't have to be good, doesn't have to be bad doesn't have to be anything really just normalize and you can see what your mind Makes out of it, you know, when you learn something, you know, like something really strict, precise, or humdrum, or dutiful, or obliged, or what your mind makes out of just these numbers. Witnessing that. The kind of you know the accumulations that occur around that. And then meditation, another form, we sit still. We walk up and down. Try to find a path that's more or less the same, normalized. Yeah, you we know, path. Oh, it's I like more sun. Okay, going to so, say. Oh, I like a bit more shade. Oh. And I just normalise, okay. The path. Uh, it's called emptying. Let go of the details the mind puts on things. Let's just go to the overarching norm. All this. Yeah. You know, this is monastery. This is routine. This is day. This is sitting. This is walking. Mm. It's an emptying of the details, the diversifications, the comparisons, critiques, good, bad, there's emptying that, where the mind agitates, pushes, pulls, resists, favours. This emptying is a kind of process of going to the the big overarching feature. When we sit, sitting is called sitting. Sit, whole body sits. Yeah? And there's discomfort here, and this is that, this is it. the whole body is sitting. Go to that, and within that, the varying fluxions of feeling and you know, the whole body, the energies, the whole body is sitting. Stay connected to the whole body. So the principle of emptying is. is you're widening your attention to the whole the wholeness that you're gathering your experience within the overarching quality and you get less attention into the shifts within that Mm -hmm. where you might favour and oppose so you're doing this in order to relax that favouring and opposing which is where the pressures build up Now those pressures build up the particular ways in which favouring and opposing occurs creates me Favouring and opposing creates me My style, my pattern No, do we need that? They're helpful It's opaque, equanimity, wide span And so this is not... uh, You know, so realise that there is a quality that is being encouraged in an involuntary way We're not saying, now you've got to be equanimous once you're your span to include it all with its good, bad, warm, cold, bright, dark What's the mood that covers all of that? You tune into it, heartfully It's equanimous, it's some good, some bad Why go into that? Just remain, but do remain connected so that's the theme, go to the wholeness, but do remain connected let go of the details, but do remain connected and you can shift your mode of attention in accordance with the particular form that you're in. Yeah. So one of the things I found myself appreciating over the years is chanting in a group And it's a good practice, because within that you can look at all the you can experience all the kind of qualities that tell you how the of the outflows are becoming, which have caused the lake to be stirred, how they're happening. There's not wanting to do it in the first place. So that creates a kind of ah uh, uh, okay. uh, And then there's trying to get it right. That creates uh you know, tension, pushing. And then there's comparing yourself with others. Uh, oh, oh, that creates more problem. And then there's the uh, trying to sort it all out <laughs> creates more problem. Then uh criticizing others more problem and eventually it's just chanting and it's a lovely exercise because in that you really get a sense of what your attention your attention has to do widen include the whole group listen put your bit into it Widen your attention, include the whole group. When you breathe out, start adjusting your vocal cords. <laughs> See what happens. You know, so one may not feel like I've got to learn a strange party language. Well, that, that'll happen by itself the way you learn your own language. You didn't go to school to learn how to speak, you learned it from listening, including the voices of others, and putting your bit in, right? First it was just gaga, goo goo, but then you got a bit better at it. You listened, you opened up, included, and you wanted to tune in, you wanted to be part of it. and you put your bit in, whatever that is. The beauty of it is, in my opinion, my experience is, If we just do that, you find, strange enough, all the voices start to harmonise. If we all listen, relax our angles, our attitudes, our resistances, our pressures, our "got to make it work." Our relax all those things. Listen, widen, breathe out. You know how to operate your vocal cords. And the voices meet. And the quality of the voices sounding together harmoniously is a lovely, gentle uplifting. Because you kind of let go of some of the burden of self, the pressure of it, the self consciousness, the nervousness, the. You know, all that, even release that. just just to be a sound in a field of sound. It's a nice, pleasant sound actually. It's not rhomba or jazz, but it's steady, sonorous. Belly, chest, throat, out-breath harmoniously. Oh, this is rather nice. It happens kind of by itself. The harmony happens by itself through the power of listening to the wide whole picture, the whole form, no pressure, be natural, breathe out and just do that act of adjusting your vocal cords. You pick it up, the first few phrases might be a bit clunky, hoarse, being or then it gradually swings into into a fall. Yeah. And then the quality that arises in that is a certain lifted, lifted, or uplifted through taking the burden of self out of it. This uplifting is called piti Lifted means something that starts to rise by itself A very important uh, factor One of the enlightenment factors you know, Lifted Because it represents the point in the process where the the one who does things begins to soften and quieten into the one who it's just part of things. It's a precursor to samadhi when the mind relaxes the doer into something much more harmonious. Now, you know, and you can, various things you can do is chanting. You know, you've got to belt it out sure it really gets it right so you belt it out not quite right it's just this subtle thing whereby maybe somebody is just leading so you get a little bit of a leading intention there a leading intention it's, it's not pushing, it's just guiding here's the sound laying it down you tune in you, you should always be able to hear everybody or the whole, whole field that's considered, well, I find that's what I call harmonious chanting, and rumbles and the different tonalities, but it's human chanting. Then you pick up the mode of attention and the mode of intention, which are extremely significant features of how we operate. By and large, you know, in our lives, our intention, our do it, is tethered to various forms of uh, performance, acquisition, achievement, speed, urgency, competition, standard, standard, social model. You know, people will, will actually drive themselves to stress. Without barely even noticing it, just normal, stressed out, normal. Athletes rip their bodies apart, normal. Knees wrecked at the age of 26, good, normal. <laughs> stressed out, you yeah. know. And don't even really see it as that, because there is no normal. relate to which feels acceptable this is the this is the kind of underlying shadow behind success and achievement if you don't push your foot on the gas you won't achieve what will that be like shame disgrace Loser. Don't count. Inadequate. So put your foot on the gas. And it's a reflex. You get trained into it. And it's it's potent. We're born with that reflex. It's called bhavasava. In reflex to become. The outflow of becoming. And it can take various forms. It's that which crystallizes an identity based upon intention. And since everything we do carries some kind of intention to it we can't do anything, you're really recognizing how this Bhavasava, which is you know suffering or leads to profound suffering, stress, breakdown, Self criticism, competition, arrogance, and so forth, domination, one's body, other people, the planet. (laughs) Recognizing how tethered that is in the unawakened being, you're born with it. You want know, make you practice one of really understanding how that comes into play, how it can be untethered. Because for sure, well, okay. How did the Buddha do anything? Seemed to have walked and talked, and put a good amount of effort into doing this. Had some intention it want see there like a turnip, so clearly there was some kind of motivation there. Hmm. So is that becoming? Is that hmm. or is it something that's just tuning uh, in, responding? The Buddha teaches out of Anukampa, sympathy, just the sympathetic resonance with hmm, this is what's being asked, called for. How does this rise up? It's like when we stand, people say, "Okay, we're going to chant this sutta Oh, this is what's being called for. Okay." Hmm. Certainly there is an intention there, but the intention is kind of established by the situation that you flow into So I don't think the Buddha was sitting around cooking up his next Dhamma talk when he was going Vindabhad, getting it ready to make sure he well for people or you know, didn't say the same thing over and over again Or No, he just was walking, sits down sees a situation, opens into a situation expresses, lets the expression happen the intention is much more the intention of compassion sympathy, resonance whole picture, what's resonant, what's sympathetic with that Yeah. So this is something you kind of uh, get a feeling for because that intention is what leads your life And when you look around human life in general it's a pretty grim picture it's a general thing human species destroying the planet constantly at war with itself over thousands of years domination exploitation, get ahead, achieve, compete be better at, get more you know, caught in that and if we just really, you know, open to the big picture which is so clearly obvious and we live in harmony with each other and we live in harmony with the planet, big picture, you resonate, you oh, Let's moderate. Let me share. Reduce my needs, demands, self importance. Relax it. And how do you do that? Without feeling you're suppressing yourself, throttling yourself, choking yourself, not living a fulfilled life, you cultivate Qualities of metta, Karuna, mudito, Peka fills you up. Feel very glad. Pick up the qualities of um, conscience and concern. Fills you up. Feel very rich. Breathe in and out. Feel very satisfied. Feel the energy run through your body. The no pressure quality of it. You have to plan the next breath. It doesn't have to be a good one or the best one. You have to get it right. And you've got to really consider these things when you cultivate any form, including meditation form. You know, if you go in there with the idea you've got to get it right, Uh, it wouldn't. I want recommend the results because already you've upshifted intention and your attention will then constrict around getting that thing that you want or you expect or you wish for. So there's a constricted attention, driven attention, you get tight. Oh, I must be concentrated. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it is, but is it samma Samadhi, right, concentration associated with gladness, ease uplifted quality? Mm. Or is it something that can produce stress, pressure? You get the whole picture, whole body. use that form you settle within that you find that the sense of the whole body begins to soften the anatomy sort of dissolves in a way there's a feeling of uprightness there's a warm current of energy flowing through the physical features begin to disappear, not because you're repressing them, just you're not engaged with them. You don't need to. You've got this, which is much better. See, so stay with that, let the rest of it disengage from it, let it go. You're sensing within that harmony, fluidities, flowing. And begin to release the constructions that we create, including the idea that breaths begin and end. They arise and subside. Is the language? There's a still coolness, a stillness out of which in breath arises. That stillness is not dead. It's vibrant. If you listen to it. Connect to all of it, connect to all of it. That's the rule. The mm-hmm. it end or does it just subside into non differentiated quality? And then arises again into something more distinctive inhalation, exhalation. Mm-hmm. And then pick up the sign. Which is the sign that is most restful in all that, tuning into that. Well the quality of restfulness, ease, covers all of it. So you leave the aside the distinctions, and the sense of ease becomes the dominant characteristic you pick up. Gradually the differentiations, because you're not giving them attention, begin to fade out, you're just in something easeful. Um, which is bright, so stagnant. Mm-hmm. This emptying. Differentiation. Well, sunyata, emptying zero. And this is, uh, you know, a piece to to uh, acknowledge in one's language, because uh, you know one of the great um, qualities that India gave us was nothing. <laughs> India brought nothing into the world, and this is this is the great nothing. And again, Sunyata. Arabic became zero. The Arabic forms from Indian sunya became zero. So it's who wants a zero? Zero is boring, flat, dead. No, it's not. <laughs> it's all full of undifferentiated potency. Just there. Mind is fully That's signless. Now, as soon as one says anything, really, it really becomes something we have to have. I don't get that. I don't get that. That sounds difficult, remote. That sign of feeling difficult, remote, you don't get it. That's a sign. Okay? Following that sign, you're going to feel very unhappy or you're going to struggle to get something you haven't got Don't follow that sign Acknowledge the sign Oh good, I'm noticing that particular quality of I need to be something And I'm aware of that need to be something If I follow it, stress If I tell myself, no you don't need to be anything that kind of tries to push it out of the way. But instead, if I feel the sense of needing to be, become, get it right, be a success, be as good as everybody else, what's happening in the body, whole body, that's so like gripping in my belly, whole body down to the feet, mm. that's called emptying, doing it. Once you go to the whole picture, the differentiation is rather like opening out a folded-up sheet and The Buddha likened it to uh, tethering a bull's hide, the hide of a bull where is all crinkled up and you unwrap it, stretch it out, it becomes flat featureless, so this is the widening quality of attention Whole body, and that nervous, disgruntled, or feverish attention, intention, why being equanimous towards that? This is what sentient creatures do. We crinkle, we tighten. Urgency, fear, got to belong to the group, got to be on board with everybody else. No, you are on board with everybody else already. We all do this. Let's be compassionate around that or recognise that. Whole body breathing in, or whatever it's doing. These things happen. Bahamaswa. To see it, to acknowledge it to sense it, and to widen beyond that push and how do you do that? well it's, um, this is what kind of what bodies are for really because although it seems it's a mental occurrence you could say it's a citta occurrence using the form of the body that's what form is for the whole form of the entire Form that you're in, bodily form, and then you realise that particular tensing up within that is not fed, because now you're opening to the whole thing. So the tensing up of any position within it, within it, releases, because you're not within it. You're holding the whole thing, and the quality then is one of a relief, using form, for what it's for so that tightening up of intention within a form when it becomes compulsive it's a reflex associated in there, maybe guilt, shame, need to be, self definition, all that occurs around that tightening up, a compulsive tightening up, yeah. widening, whole form. so then your intentions can be those which are judicious just this amount just this point tune in just this point you know, stay connected just this point keep the quality of good will however subtle that can be the non-ill will anyway The non-dismissal than on closing down over my fears or guilt, inadequacy and cl- close it down say, say what is that? then equanimity arises like this sentience this is sentiency doing what it does this is the human condition doing what it does so, So we have our, our forms, contemplate all of them in the chores form and you know, I can feel, am I doing enough? Am I doing working enough? Am I got it right? Or, I'm not doing as much as she's doing, or he's doing. Guilt. <laughs> Nobody's doing as much as me. Complain. <laughs> or just... Okay, maybe be well. Breakfast comes along. My confrontation with the gruel, feeling guilty I shouldn't have this much food. Poor will John that gruel. Stop, here it is. I worked hard enough for this. Stop, stop, stop. Here it is. Any compulsive reflexes? And then jump in. Hmm. Am I quiet enough? Silent enough? Or just being totally incommunicative? Guilt? Ok, form here is, make an effort with speech restraint You know, connecting Somebody says something to somebody else, don't jump up and down, it's just sound If you do jump up and down, notice that Who knows why, what's happening Different people find silence can be very challenging for people Feeling lost, alone, closed down, shut up It's a form of punishment can be Or it can be a form of relief And you never quite know how it's playing for people But what's important is we sustain that Equanimity, this is not pristine, absolute total, state-of-the-art, perfect, fantastic, model, retreat This is human beings making an effort with their karma with their inclinations, with their pressures, with their compulsiveness an encouragement for all of us to contemplate what we expect of ourselves and others what we think we should be, or other people should be, forming identities. Now it's where does that take you? Hmm, suffering. This is second life, isn't it? everybody's different okay you, know? you know this one's this, this one's that his voice is terrible he doesn't shave often enough she's always late goes <laughs> oh you can just go this is Sangha contemplate that form than all the little details that you can make out of it this is Sangha. And you get a sense of love, occurs, not for me anyway, warm heartedness, mm-hmm. that's what I want to be. I don't have to make an identity out of being the most warm hearted person. <laughs> and trying to cheer everybody up, make everybody happy, no that's not what it's about, it's not pressurised to make people happy or to make myself happy I'm just kind of generally quietly happy with some you know dull patches It's good enough I'll settle for that the contentment these are things we encourage because they are rare excellence is what we want but Contentment is what we encourage. And notice that capacity we have to widen or contract our attention. So, you're doing walking meditation and you're very much, you know, what's that form? the walking, there has to be a path. You have to walk through something so you keep your awareness over the whole form, which is the path beneath you, space around you. So, you you know, you're not walking across somebody else's path. (laughs) People get so oblivious doing walking meditation, it's kind of pressing up against each other. And then the the whole thing is, is the walking, the path, the space around you, in front of you, behind you, above you. Right? That's the whole All that's required. There was no space you couldn't walk, no path you couldn't walk. That's all part of it. Awareness overhaul of that, and then just set the intention to walk, move along, and feel the flow of the body, what you designate as body, which is really just bodily factors arising. your sense, visual sense, so there's a periphery yeah, around you, the temperature, and mental inclinations, within that, just the sense of a body moving along. What gives you that impression? Various energies shifting, sensations shifting. Just staying with that. Stay with that and keep noticing where you start to want to pick up and you want know, a detail in this or a detail in that or you find fault with the path isn't straight enough or isn't long enough or isn't something enough. Just nit, it's the path. You know that tree could be cut down. She's walking across my field, visual field. Just put that down. Just you know the details we can find ourselves bunching up over or getting psyched up about poking, just walking. Something. Well, there should be more than that to it, surely. It should be getting into something happening. That's what's happening. That wish of something happening. That wish that something happens, that's called Baba. That's what's happening. Now if you release that, things are gonna happen anyway. Do you need to make them happen? Or isn't it the fact of reclining that emptying is the big (laughs) non-event that we're looking for (laughs) or encouraged to just that? relaxation out of that urge to make something happen What occurs when that? Some relief occurs mm. Peacefulness occurs And that isn't predicated around a particular sensation, feeling, mood Nimitta of some kind is predicated around the wholeness and the nimitta is one of relaxing, releasing, emptying and the peacefulness that comes with that you can do like, quite a lot in you know, some simple but subtle checking one's intention when it starts to tighten up when it drifts off you know, you get a lot of this stuff about you know, bring your attention back to the breath, mind is wandering back to the breath, mind is wandering back to the breath could you stop that (laughs) you know is that really you know you've got a puppy and you keep lugging it pulling it back just the kind of occasionally come on where are we come on where are we just gently inclining and contemplating why the mind runs out where it wants to go freedom happiness sounds good but that isn't where they are could it be that the freedom of happiness comes first of all through acceptance, contentment and widening your attention to the whole form that you're in because it's got a stable, reassuring quality to it. It's so a quality to lost. Most forms of human beings now have got a certain, you've got to be. If you want to be in this class, you've got to be... If you want to get this job, you've got to be... Yeah? You've got to be... That kind of built-in. What about being in a form that doesn't say you've got to be? just says, here you are. Here you are. Here you are. Welcome. Here you are. Here you are. Welcome. Welcome. Don't you think the mind would actually eventually rather like that? And settle into that? Come back in that? Rather than being jerked back into it? So it becomes a kind of prison sentence? Hmm. So this uh, spreading qualities of sympathy over the whole field. Keep your attention on the form. Relax your or steady your intention to sustain the form. Stay tuned in and see what arises. Contemplating, measuring that its changeable nature, its selfless nature, and its let Please take some time for direct practice.